You're listening to The Weird Sisters, Harry Potter Reread, Episode 55. On today's show, we discuss Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Chapters 1, 2, and 3. Hello and welcome to The Weird Sisters. I'm Danielle. And I'm Allison. This is it. The final book. The final book. We've made it so far. I know. It's taken a while. We can't quit now. (laughs) I wasn't just suggesting that. I know. So uh, we predicted last time what would be in these chapters without looking at the titles, and we were rushing way ahead. It does not take long for us to be proven wrong. No. (laughs) Again. We were expecting at least to leave the burrow and the wedding, or not the burrow, uh, the Dursleys and the wedding and everything like that. Uh, no. Not at all. Really, very few things happen in these first three chapters. Yes, but I was also sort of trying to put myself back in that mindset of reading it for the first time. So, right, you've left off with this horrible shock that Dumbledore has died. You've steeled yourself that we're going to be hunting horcruxes and not going back to Hogwarts. And now as a reader, you're painfully waiting and anticipating and guessing and wanting to read but not wanting to finish this book. Mm -hmm. And so finally, here it is, and this is how we open. Yeah, so if I remember correctly... Because we only ever got one copy of these books in the beginning, which I'm not sure why. <laughs> I think I read it first. Yes, because you like to just go nonstop. You're done in a day or something. And I need to savor a little bit more. Wow. So I allowed, since I knew you'd be done so quickly, it was allowable. Yeah, I think I And there was it. just like a general moratorium on on talking about it once it came out like mass speculation beforehand but then there need to be respect (laughs) yes i think i finished a day and a half yes but yeah i i'm trying to remember how i felt about this book the first time like when i got to the end how did i feel about it I don't know. S- sad that it was over. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't remember having a bad feeling about. You know, I don't think I was disappointed or anything like that. No, and I mean it. It's like there's a lot to move it forward. Yeah, and still a lot of new things to learn. Oh yeah, because you're like Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. What the heck is that? And we still don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, but we start with, like we started last book, I think, with Snape. Was the first chapter Snape in the last book? If it wasn't the first, it was one of maybe the... I thought we opened with Harry and then went to him. But right. he, It was that early scene, though, with him and Bellatrix. Yeah. There is also this, like, okay, you've... At least me, like, you've recovered from the trauma, you've had this time to wait. There's part of you, again, that, like, wants to, like, to hope for something happier, even though that's obviously not the case, but you've sort of built that back up again. Yeah. 
And then you're like, oh no, here's Snape in the lair of Lord Voldemort, reminded of all the horribleness. Yeah. So, I mean, we're picking right back up with, oh, no, Snape is a bad dude. Yeah. So he's arriving at Malfoy Manor, which is like Voldemort headquarters now. Voldemort is in the building. (laughs) Yeah, holding court. Yes. And Snape appears to have to know when Harry is going to be moved from Privet Drive. Okay, but this, I couldn't, I was trying to remember if he was right or not. Yes. He does tell them correctly. Okay, but how, see, how is that helpful? Because you're forgetting. (laughs) I, like, this, as I was reading this, I was like, I'm just going to look dumb because I know there's more to this. I really don't remember at all, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because he does tell them the correct date because he feels like that's necessary for his credibility and his cover. Like, he has to tell them the right date. But he plants the idea in Mundungus Fletcher of the Seven Harrys. And he does Uh, not tell them about the Seven Harrys. Oh, because other I mean, even still, it's a little like, all right, the the aim of your life has been to protect this child and mm-hmm. it's not really a move towards that end. I mean, it's certainly risky. Not. Yeah. And he Voldemort or Snape says it's from the source we discussed, which I assume is Mundungus that like. He imperiouses, I don't actually remember this extremely clearly, but I think he imperiouses Mundungus to both get the date, the correct date out of him, and to plant the idea in him. I I guess that makes sense. I really don't know. I don't remember at all. But if, as if the scene isn't creepy enough, there's also a person just chilling over top of the table. Yeah, like, that's really not nice. And this is sort of this image we've seen multiple times with Death Eaters. They like to float their prey in midair. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's some reference to everyone seems to be ignoring it except Malfoy, who can't stop staring. Yeah, and there is... I mean, there's maybe a little bit of sympathy for the Malfoys mm-hmm. in this scene, too. Like, you have Draco, who's now fully in this, doesn't seem quite excited about it. Then, apparently, Lucius is back mm-hmm. and is not too keen to be hosting the Voldemort rat pack at his house. <laughs> And his mother is clearly just, like, in survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. So. And and Voldemort seems to take pleasure in pointing this out. Oh, you don't seem too happy to have me back. It's a bit inconvenient. I guess. Well, I mean, 
I mean, I'm sure they know that both Voldemort was very angry with Lucius and what he put their son in danger as revenge. Yeah, I mean, they're not like... They're not on great terms. They don't... They can't really leave. Maybe they don't necessarily want to leave, but they're not doing too hot where they're at either. Yeah, it's not like they've like all of a sudden realized Voldemort's a bad dude. It's just suddenly that's been turned upon them. Right. Um. And so, Lucia he takes Lucius's wand. Yes. Right after saying that he has to be the one to kill Harry. Yeah. Like, well, and he says some line too about like I know now that I have to do it. So does he yeah. learn the other part of the prophecy? I thought this was really strange, too. And I'm like, I don't think he does. And also, I think he already knew that part. Or maybe not. Neither can live with the other survive. No, I guess he did. I don't think he knew that part. Well, and he also... I was... I mean, that's always kind of been the thread is you know, leave Potter for me. It's like, was there another time where he was sending people to kill him? Because I didn't... Yeah, not really. Right. Or he's just now extra set in that? I don't... Yeah. But he's obviously uh, has... I mean, well, I think this comes back up later, but he knows about the connection between their wands, and now he's the twin cores Mm -hmm. so now it's like well that's the reason that i haven't been able to kill harry but now that i have someone else's wand piece of cake yeah and we get a little like howling from the dungeons well timed in there too yeah voldemort also takes the opportunity to taunt his favorite death eater bellatrix (laughs) about and we this is when we learn that tonks and Lupin have married. Yeah. And did did we know? I think we knew that, right? That Tonks is related to them. Yes, because Sirius mentions how he's related to Tonks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then basically instructs her to, as we all must, to prune the branches from our own trees. Yeah. She's eager to do so. She also cries a lot in this scene, which I thought was odd. Yes, she does. Voldemort makes her very emotional. (laughs) It's a really weird relationship. Well, that's what makes her freaky, though, too, right? Is, like, is her fervor. Mm -hmm. You can can just imagine the crazy look in her eye. Yeah. And then the chapter ends on the reveal of who this suspended figure is that's just been looming over the chapter, setting the tone. And it's a teacher we've... N- it's kind of weird. Like, it, it tries to hit at us because, oh, it's a teacher from Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. But it's one whose name has never appeared. I don't know. Well, I'm like, Hermione has taken this class. Yes. So it's apparently Charity... Burbage is the Muggle Studies professor. Yes. And is very outspoken on Muggle right. Yes, yeah, she recently wrote an article 
in the Daily Prophet about how the mingling of wizard blood and muggle blood is most desirable and that got her on the the murder list i guess yeah that was not pleasant and then there's like this like she's pleading to snape because the colleagues and oh it's terrible Mm -hmm. yeah and then voldemort kills her and she gets eaten by Nagini. Yeah, that was upsetting. Yeah, and that's when it's all, like, any vague notions of future bliss are shattered. <laughs> yes. If we're eating people with snakes, that's pretty dark. Um, and then we move to Harry's first appearance, and we have the school trunk. Yeah. And it's kind of sad. I know, because he's unpacking. Yeah. Well, he's unpacking all his crap that he never cleaned out. He finds that fragment of the mirror that Sirius gave him. Well, I think he broke it, too. Now it's even smaller. Yes. And so that will come back around, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then we get some good old Daily Prophet articles. Yeah, and honor i guess of of dumbledore yeah the first one is by elpheus doge who was apparently in school with him and it's i don't know kind of like an obituary yeah but we also i mean it it tells us things about dumbledore we don't really know Mm-hmm. uh number one is that his father died in azkaban for attacking three muggles. I don't... Again, this this whole section too, like Dumbledore's family stuff, I only like have vague notions of it. So do you... I He attacked those muggles because they were doing things to the sister. Oh. And I, I, don't, I don't remember the specific nature of it. Like if they saw her doing that... I don't remember if his sister was disturbed, like, before the muggle attacks or if that was only after. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure which, but, yeah, he attacked the muggle boys that were doing something with his daughter. Did he kill them? I I don't think he killed them. All right. So, yeah, so his father is out of the picture, but he goes to Hogwarts and is, you know... Wins every award imaginable, proves himself to be, you know, also kind and generous and pretty much the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, so is this the, he, some people are just naturally better at magic. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's what you would call a genius, right? Yeah, you always thought he, I mean... Like, he has to work at it a little bit. But then they're like, no, he just showed up and he was like this. Well, if you're going to be, like, there are levels. Like, an average person can become above average with, you know, extraordinary effort. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you can't reach the highest height of human genius without starting <laughs> to ledge up. And that's what Dumbledore is, right? Yes. Outstanding in all ways. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Elpheus is Elpheus. That's 
can you imagine just being called Elpheus? I always, I picture as a woman until that's not true. Because <laughs> like, then it could be short for Elfie or Elfie could be short. That's true. But he's just enthusing basically about how fantastic Dumbledore was. And supposedly after they graduated, they had plans to do their like see the world trip. Yeah, because that's what young wizards do. They don't go to university. Uh-huh. They just take a year. Yes. They're backpacking across Europe and such. Magical Europe. So. Magical Europe. When that plan is canceled because his mother dies and he has two younger siblings to look after. Yes. But that was just... She was sick. I think yeah. so. Unless I'm forgetting yeah. something. So... I mean, you know, he has a brilliant career. Like, because this is going to come out a little less rosy when we hear, when we hear this retold, right? The same story that Elpheus is telling. Or that he was, like, um, what's the word? Not reluctant, resentful that he had to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. I mean, he's got this. He has any career he wants in front of him. Well, does it? And now he's babysitting. Yeah. But he has, this, doesn't he have to be working though? Wasn't that part of the point was he needed to make some money? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Presumably. But certainly his grand plans have been put on hold. Yes. And I think what is also happening, which this article doesn't mention at this time, is he's corresponding with Grindelwald while he's feeling resentful and cooped Mm -hmm. up but then some time later his sister dies yes tragic tragic but that's all that's really said about it and then we move on to his defeat of grindelwald in 1945 yeah and that was some man i'm gonna i'm in for all sorts of surprises this book Because why was that such a big deal? Like, to everyone else? Well, I mean, he was, like, pre-Voldemort. He was a dark wizard on the rise. Because he was all about purity and stuff, too. Yeah, and, I mean, Jake, you'll notice 1945. She ties this in with World War II. Oh. Mm -hmm. You know. There's great calamity going on in... Britain in general, and she ties that in to the muggle part, or the wizarding part, too. Oh, I never noticed. But then, so, I mean, that's the lovely, wonderful Albus Dumbledore, and it makes Harry realize that he knows nothing about Dumbledore when he doesn't have an enormous gray beard. Yeah, it's like, he never conceived of him as anything else, or younger, or didn't bother to ask, like, oh... I have an intimate relationship of the greatest wizard of all time. I won't pick his brain about anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, how was that famous duel with Grindelwald? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wealth of knowledge gone untapped. Yeah. But then we move on to another article with our favorite reporter, Miss Rita Skeeter. She just makes you angry. Yeah, and but this is kind of like a teaser article about her biography that's coming out. 
called Life and Lies of Alvis Dumbledore. Yeah, didn't take her long. She's got all the dirty secrets, apparently. 900 <laughs> pages of dirty secrets in four months. She's very prolific. Yeah. And so, but, so it's like the interview with Rita about her book. Mm-hmm. You know, how he's got his family, is murky, and how he's not so clean cut. And... Yeah, without actually getting any real knowledge dropped. Right, she's protecting her book. Yes, you must buy the book. But it makes us think, like, it just makes us angry because she's just full of lies, right? That she's just making up for profit. But we will come to find out when Harry actually reads some of it that it's not exactly false either. Yeah, like, I think we use that to discern some information in this hunt. Mm-hmm. But is her source Bashilda Bagshot? Bethilda? Oh, you're right. I, I couldn't. You're right. As soon as you say that, I'm sure you're right. It's Bethilda. Because she's old yeah. and adult. Yeah. Though, I mean, it also, the tease is, well, there's this whole bit about Dumbledore and Harry and their messed up relationship. And Rita claims how her and Harry are best buds now. So you're not, yeah. like, that doesn't give you a lot of confidence in the other things, that the slanderous things that she's saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, sort of, we end with, the, with Harry seeing a flash of blue oh, yes. in the mirror. But he says, oh, he'll never see the blue eyes of Alice Dumbledore again. But the blue eyes of his <laughs> brother you will see, Harry. Very similar. Yes. Yeah, and that gets because Sirius gave him that mirror. How does it get to Aberforth again? I don't remember. I have no idea, and I think we don't find out until like the yeah. very end. But then finally, the final chapter is the Dursleys departing. Our last scene with the Dursleys. Oh. Are you I sad really think about that? Do they wind up okay? What happens? I assume they do. What I would love is I want to watch the sitcom of <laughs> Daedalus Diggle and Hestia Jones babysitting the Dursleys. Yeah, some great line about, oh, I'm sure we'll get along great and become pals or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Vernon is doing his usual, like, huffing and puffing, and he's been waffling the past four weeks about, is he going to leave with the order? Is he not? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't really think about it until this point because you're like, oh, the Dursleys. No one cares about the Dursleys. They're insignificant to us. But yeah, I guess Voldemort might seek them out. Assume, like, not knowing Harry's dislike of them. Or even if he's known not to have great affection for them, still, where did Harry go? What yeah. do you know? So poor. See, this is what Uncle Vernon feared all along that Harry was meddling with their lives, and he was right. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of ruined them, hasn't job, he? The drills. 
Yes. But eventually Dudley says, I'm going. So this, you know, puts an end to the waffling. And then, so Hestia and uh, Daedalus, <laughs> these poor people's names. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what, does she have some like really weird baby names of like 1773 that she pulled all um, of these out maybe of? they're just British. <laughs> Daedalus? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, they show up and we again have the scene repeated of people being very confused about the relationship that the Dursleys and Why Harry have. Why don't you have. love him? He's the boy who lived. Yeah. Don't they have any idea what you're going through? What you're yeah. sacrificing? I haven't really talked about it. They think I'm a waste of space. Yeah. Um, I also... This is sort of an interlude, but I thought it was quite charming that the Dursleys would be more keen on this idea if Kingsley were their bodyguard because they are smitten with Kingsley. Well, he's been on TV. Yes, with the Prime Minister and is a little less unorthodox than the other witches and wizards they have met. Yes. Harry says that he's mastered the knack of dressing like a muggle. Although they haven't seen him with his gold earring in. So maybe that would change their mind. Well, and there's a sense, too, that, well, aren't we important enough to have this? They What, what they recognize as someone else important to protect them. Yeah. Instead, they're stuck with a guy named Daedalus. Can't inspire confidence. <laughs> oh, and then they're they're going over the plan, right? And they're gonna they're gonna drive a ways away and disapparate, and they're hoping to time the disapparation with when the charm breaks and Harry mm-hmm. leaves. But part of the plan is that Vernon drives, <laughs> and he's he he's very impressed. Oh, you can drive, can't you? I'd be utterly bamboozled <laughs> by all of those buttons and knobs. Yes, which doesn't exactly set Vernon to rest easy. No. He likes ordinary things and like driving to be easily accomplished. But then they're going to disapparate. I would like to see the Dursleys after disapparating. <laughs> yeah, well, and then they're just living with these people, presumably. I and know. that's why I want to see the sitcom. They're going to be doing magic. Yes. They're going to be like probably in a magic house full of magic things. I think over time, maybe not Vernon, but like Petunia and Dud, like Petunia might like her house being magically clean, you know, she'd be <laughs> impressed by that. Mm-hmm. Could, I don't think she'd be impressed by f- traveling through the fire or something, though. Yes, but then you just magically, everything is clean and better and your tart is prepared. Mm, it's true. It's a housekeeper's dream, really, being magical. And then Dudley has this almost affectionate farewell (laughs) yeah he doesn't quite want to leave because he's also just confused Mm -hmm. well it's like this realization that harry isn't coming with them and where else would he possibly be going which i mean is reasonable right because he has no idea of the significance of harry potter or what in the world he's been doing these past six books yeah and if he's a hot like if they're in danger because of him isn't he in danger too 
Yeah. And, I mean, they agree to go off and they still have no idea. Well, doesn't Petunia kind of know? I mean, not all the new horrorcruxy stuff, obviously. But she kind of knows that he is significant. Yeah, does she know that Voldemort tried to kill Harry and failed? Wasn't that in the letter? It could have been. I just can't remember exactly. I'm pretty sure something to that was. effect was in the letter. Yeah. So Dudley says, I don't think you're a waste of space. And gives him a handshake. And that's that's the redemption of Dudley. Yes, which is Harry points out, coming from Dudley is like practically this great espousing, loving proclamation. Yeah. You wonder what kind of guy Dudley's going to be when he's 40. <laughs> yeah, because he's not, he's not going to be quite like Vernon, right? He's too soft. I mean, mm-hmm. he like talks oh, yeah. the big talk. But, but he's also, Dudley's ripped now. Yes. Remember, he went from the fat kid oh. to like, yeah, the working out enormous so he's- man. Of course, by the time he's 40, he's probably he's fat again. He's just like the brainless, brawn, kind of needy. <laughs> yeah. Not the bra. I don't think he ever becomes the sharpest knife in the drawer, though. No, but I don't know if you need to be to sell the drills. Is that what he's doing? He probably is selling drills. I, I think you're right. I think he's a little bit less uptight, though, than his parents were. Yes. I don't think you really want him at your house for dinner. <laughs> But he's not quite as awful as they are. Well, yeah, and it sort of comes out, too, that his part of his change of heart perhaps has come from their encounter the other summer with the Dementors and, you know, Harry saved him from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we do get that little thing about him setting tea in front of Harry's door. Yeah, see? There's there's a little soft spot. Yeah. Maybe what if he course, what if he marries a wizard, a witch? Cuz now he'll have gotten used to magic living with those people. <laughs> oh. He's like I need yes. one of these. <laughs> and all he has to do is go like into the into some witch wizard magical laden bar and be like, "Yo, I'm Harry Potter's cousin. So, and then that would get all the young ladies. That's true. I don't think he quite knows enough to make use know, of that. But that'd be like but... the ultimate pickup line. Do you think they ever see each other again? All right. Are we being dumb? Is this in the epilogue? I don't think it's in the epilogue. No, it's not in the epilogue. Maybe she said something about it, you know, afterwards, but it's definitely not in the books. I think it'd be kind of sweet if they did. Like they had some really awkward Thanksgiving or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where Ginny is not. Ginny would not insist that they come over. Maybe Mrs. Weasley insists. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, that's it for the first three chapters. It's up for what's his name. Says you know because they're in awe of Harry. He's like, oh, good luck. You know. Our entire world is in your hands. Don't let us down. 
Yeah, that's full of tact and understanding right yeah. there. I mean, would there try, like one? How does he know that? <laughs> Two, it's kind of true, but three, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, but they're treating Harry like a famous person, mm-hmm. right? They don't really know him. They're just treating him like, like the boy in on the magazine or whatever, you know? Yeah, but this is. See, okay, and here, sure, they're they're working with the order. They're doing brave things, but once again, like no one besides Dumbledore seemed to really have a plan. I mean, I guess uh, Regulus Black was kind of taking matters into his own hands, but it's like, oh, I think this Harry kid is our our shot. You know, something special about him. So. I'm just going to kind of step back, do a little bit here and there, and hope Harry figures it out. That is the plan of the wizarding world. <laughs> well, of the people who aren't, who are adjacent to Harry or don't actually know Harry, yeah, it's just a hope. And a hope based upon, like, I mean, he has sort of a magical origin story, right? I mean, he's the boy who lived at the very least. Yes. And when you and when you don't know someone like day to day rubbing elbows, smelling their farts, like, well, the boy who lived, surely he's the golden child who will save us all, right? That's easy to think. But to pin your hopes on that, what else are they gonna do? Do something more productive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, there are people who are trying. Yes, but it does have and just. In part because that is the the perspective of our story is we are with Harry trying to save the world. But again, all right, everyone, you know, there are people out there doing courageous things, but I just think you should act a little bit more intentionally, have a little bit better plan than just hoping on Harry Potter. Yeah, although... I will say people are probably doing things um, later in the book as muggle or or muggle-born persecution rises. Like, there is definitely organization and like an underground railroad type situation that people do. Even if they're not, you know, literally chasing Voldemort (laughs) with a wand. Yeah, what if they just set a date and a time? Like, all right, everyone on our side... We're all going to gang up on Voldemort. (laughs) We all know where the Malfoy Manor is. That's where we're meeting. Okay. I think you're going to find the plan is going to be slightly more complicated than that. But yeah. And that's, that's really it for the opening. It's, I mean, we're setting the tone. It's definitely dark. I mean, in some ways it's kind of familiar because we have that like awkward Dursley ness that we're so familiar with in the beginning yes and we're sort of preparing ourselves but yet it's not the oh we're excited we can't wait to go back to hogwarts it's the unknown yeah okay well i mean this is kind of strange it's a short episode for the first episode of book seven but i think it will maybe get more fully into swing by the next one i mean these are important things we're laying important groundwork right we've seen snape reinforcing our 
remembering, oh yeah, we've proven well, he's, he's the bad guy now. Well, he's sort of the now. right hand of Voldemort, right? He sits at the place of honor. Yeah. The other guy is trying to show him up to no avail. You know, Snape is primo Death Eater. Yes. And we've done a lot of foreshadowing in the, in especially the second chapter, right? Mm-hmm. The mirror is going to be important. We've mentioned Aberforth mm-hmm. and Ariana and Rita's book. Like, all of that is important and will become very yes. significant later. So, all right. Well, next time will be chapters three or four, five, and six, which are The Seven Potters, Fallen Warrior, and The Ghoul in Pajamas. <laughs> so, still no wedding. We're Man, not there yet. That takes a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, it just, yeah, in my mind, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, we do the wedding and then we're off yes. camping yep. and such. So, obviously, we're going to be escaping, and the, and the bad Shh. thing will happen. Shh. And we will at least get to the burrow with the ghoul in pajamas. Yes. Though that chapter title is still perplexing. Okay. You don't remember what the ghoul in pajamas refers to? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'd like to know what your wild guesses are, but we'll, you'll find out. Uh, so come back next Tuesday for that. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Weird Sisters Pod, and you can rate and review us on iTunes if you like. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.